talking about. We're, we're, we're meant to be on our next chapter, but Nick was just like vehement. He wanted to talk about politics and yeah, man. vaccinations and all the stuff that everyone likes to talk about. And so I thought, you know what? It doesn't hurt to give, give your ratings a bit of a boost. You know? <laughs> so uh, firstly, let's choose a title that we know is going to be clickbait. So right. what are we going to call it? All right. That's um, right. So we're going to so call it all the, the answer. answers. Yeah. yeah, exactly. All the answers on yeah. whether the vaccine is effective, whether Christians yeah. should take it, mm. whether you should wear face masks at church, whether <laughs> vaccine right. passports the Christian are, view are good. of vaccines <laughs> and COVID restrictions. There we go. The Christian yeah. view. The, fu- the, the, Christ- the last the only word on. Christian view. The last <laughs> Jeff, word on. D- Jeff Durbin refuted. <laughs> yes, I like that. <laughs> Jeff Everyone wrong but us on these issues. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, um, I had not heard. Okay. But actually, I'm going to stop talking right now. I'm going to hand over to you. You tell us about what we're even talking about. Because Okay, I, I great. Probably... So, I mean, there's obviously a little backstory let me, let me, here. Let me just say yeah. before I hand over there. I know nothing about what you're you're gonna say. <laughs> Neither does Andre, and so you, there might there might well be the question there might be some somewhere afterwards, where a lot of what I said gets chucked out. <laughs> Right. So, about, I mean, so, um, I'm not yeah. sure what you guys have had in your churches. We're all pastors. So, I mean, you probably had some individuals who are on the Internet. They are, uh, they've got their finger on the pulse of certain ministries. There's a lot of uh, vocalization out there. I mean, we're, we're in a context at the moment where there's a lot of polarization. You know, mm-hmm. the world's getting further and further apart. Uh, tribalism is a real great way to, to describe what's going on in the world today. Um, amateurism you heard that phrase amateurism is where everyone is a professional because they got google and they go and research you know they've all done their research you know (laughs) not phd research but they've done their research we're seeing a a democratization of knowledge and uh, with everyone having a public platform there's just this there there's just a multitude of opinions out there and um you know anger versus anxiety um and the issue is um so it, it, what is now our Christian resco- response going to be on the issue of, and, and so here you could probably just put a number of things and they all mm. sort of are connected and yet we want to draw some lines between them. Mm. So the one is, you know, COVID lockdowns and restrictions on religious worship, vaccine passports in the workplace and in the church, <laughs> masks and whether we should wear them in church or not, mm. uh, civil liberties and, uh, you know, whether... Is, is, is it does it have a religious foundation or is it purely civil um and so there's a lot of the stuff going around and of course there are ministries that are talking out mm. um uh, one of the things that i put you guys in contact with was the ezekiel declaration mm. which was a statement made by some australian christians where they uh it's called the ezekiel declaration because they quote that verse about being a watchman Yes, um, <laughs> that's where they lost me as well. <laughs> we've got to be a watchman. We've got, got to, to stand up. Yeah, and uh, there there are thousands of people that have signed this. Thousands of people in ministry positions who ministry positions who've signed this, and um, so that's that's one of the things that's out there. I trust you guys have probably read that. Yeah, and then the other thing that got I mean, thrown my way. Uh, good, yeah. <laughs> like I read it as in like I looked I looked at the website. <laughs> good you saw, you saw the title also i saw the, title. the heading i saw my, i saw the call to be a watchman i saw a lot of names and i'm now an ex 
I'm now an expert on it. That's true. That's I Googled right. it. I'm good. <laughs> and then another thing that I thought was interesting and probably would be good for us to discuss was um, a statement on religious exemption from um, Apologia and their church. So that's with James White, yeah. Jeff yes. Durbin. Mm-hmm. Yes. So uh, Theonomous 0.5, not 2.0. Mm. Uh, Theonomy Light. So these guys have got a, a certain perspective on law. And we're uh, so, so because Christ is the Lord over every area of life, every civil issue becomes a religious issue. And uh, these guys are issuing uh, religious exemptions for uh, for their people, for the workplace uh, uh, on the grounds of uh, conscience. Yes, I thought it would be great for us to, I guess, just ruminate on these things, share some opinions, bring a two kingdoms perspective to some of the madness that's out there. I feel, like, I feel like I need to disclose from the beginning that I actually <laughs> did sign a petition. Oh, <laughs> there's the door. Just, Leave. Just going just gonna to drop that in there right no, I mean, now. Right, I mean, Nick signed so, all the petitions. If, if Nick was like on the news for signing petitions. <laughs> yeah. Nick's like the poster child for petitions. If we're going to confess sins, so right now uh, I'm part of a, a group of pastors that's looking at a legal case against the government. For restricting Ooh. religious worship. Oh, now. Yeah. If anyone from the New Zealand government is watching this, <laughs> this has not been encouraged by myself. I've had nothing to do with this. I'm yeah, I would like to. I would also like to say that um, <laughs> I have no part in this man's uh, affairs. <laughs> I know the New Zealand government is going to be watching this, even if only yeah, through the lens of an elder. Well, we know China is watching because we're on Zoom. <laughs> yeah, that right. aside, that's true. Wow, well, look, China just, just, just popped just up. Just preach the Google gospel. That's how we get to China, guys. Come on. Yeah. I, I um, but the petition that I signed had a, had a different sort of flavor to the ones that, uh, you know, the, these declarations, the Ezekiel declaration, the one by Durban, and and that it, it was basically saying, as Christians, we we really want to be submissive to our government. Uh, and pray for our government and be model citizens. Oh, yes, I saw that one. I saw that one. And um, however, we do want to request that uh, if if like strict measures like church shutdowns and and things like that are being required of us, that uh, that we first let them know that that is a big sacrifice for us. And so even though it's a sacrifice that we're happy to make when, when it's warranted, Mm. Um, we do ask that you would supply some sort of evidence or rationale for it. Mm. So, you know, because it's such a big deal, you can't just keep saying to churches, you can't meet without supplying some kind of evidence or backup or rationale for it. And so, uh, and at least to say to them, we don't want to be in rebellion, but if, if you continually say to us, we can't meet without supplying a rationale for it, then at some point rebellion is going to be on the cards because, um, you're asking us to make a huge sacrifice without any, without any information or any rationale for it or evidence for it. And so the, the thing was saying, please, please, Mr. Boris, we want to do the right thing. We want to be model citizens. We want to submit, uh, but just understand the big sacrifice that we're making for you um, in, and, and as part of our obedience to God. And understand that if we start to feel like this is trivial or not based on some sort of genuine common good um then we are going to start to get a little bit antsy about it mm. yeah i actually remember that was the that. Nature i actually thought that was really well worded for what it's worth uh, that's why i signed it because i yeah. thought of, of it wasn't sort of like a you know 
you should be submitting to the Bible, Mr. Boris. Mm, um, mm. You know, you should be at church on Sunday with us. You know, but yeah, I wasn't one of yeah. them. So <laughs> yeah. I, I thought it was reasonable. Well, one thing I was going to say there is that, like, I remember feeling, oh, well, there was a distinct impression, and maybe this is just a point to make anyway, that, that it was the actual individual ministers who were making this, this, uh, their voice heard that and you you would left under no impression that they were speaking on behalf of their denominations or churches mm. it was just you know it was their particular plight that they were they were voicing and uh very respectfully and you know really in a very exemplary way i thought so you know i mean what's the problem with that nothing at all um but i suppose when it starts becoming as you say you know a direct prophetic address to the minister or or um when you start speaking for groups and specifically your church and and they haven't really signed up for that themselves yep. um you know that's when you start getting into difficult difficult water um because yeah, so i mean maybe yeah. uh let me start with the court case that we're looking at um put some of the rationale in there where i'm at in my thinking and then maybe just put a couple of issues out there and maybe we could put them in order of priority and then maybe talk about how as the church, we should probably distinguish each one because what I don't know what what you guys are, are, are feeling, but as as people are polarizing and as they're gathering into tribes, it's almost like you can almost prophesy what the issues are. You know that the people who are who are anti-vaxxers. Um, have you heard the new joke? Um, oh, if you're an anti-vaxxer, you won't get it. Um, so that was it. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy moving on so yeah, you know, that you... was a joke that i really needed to be paying attention to and not trying to find that other petition while while i was listening to so uh what was i saying all right so you know you, you've got these tribes on the one side you've got you know you can you can predict exactly what the issues are going to be you know you've got anti-vaxxers you've got no masks You've got civil liberties issues. You've got people who are pushing for civil disobedience. You know, you've got, you know, they're, they're taking a bunch of political issues and civil issues and medical issues and big pharma issues and government heavy handedness issues and church issues. And they're just all in there together as one big ball. And some of those issues I'm very, I'm very sympathetic with. You know, if I was, if I was voting as a citizen of New Zealand, I could pick sides on some of those issues, but as a church, and as a pastor of a church, um, I guess we've got to negotiate our response very differently. And uh, this should, we've just gone around the block again with four weeks of lockdown. Um, Mike, you're worse off than I was, but we've had to, you know, what do we do with our buildings? Do we have 50 people? Do we have 100 people? Do we divide it into two services? Are we allowed to have the Lord's Supper? Are we allowed to serve food? Do people have to wear face masks? All of these questions were forced upon us again. Um, Andre, you've gone around this block a year ago already, so these things are old news for you. But well, in many ways, only, it's the first time for us. But not only like has he gone. See, here's the here's the part that I get tripped on on what you were saying there is, you know, I think about Andre's situation. Not only was it a while ago, but man, it was forever. I mean, you guys mm. dealt yeah. with such. Yeah. I mean, we haven't even come close to there. No, we haven't. So that makes me think that what are we even complaining about? 
You know, well, I do. I, I also was thinking like, yeah, like you, <laughs> if you think you've reached breaking point now, like dude, it took me a lot longer uh, to reach breaking the, point. The first time we had lockdown was seven weeks and I was near breaking point then as well. So I, I guess yeah. my, my thresholds uh, I'm, I'm put, make me the John MacArthur guy. All right, so discussion. actually what we need to do is we need to say you're on the wrong podcast. You, you, need, <laughs> you need to be going to the one edge. So Jonah guys. Yeah. <laughs> What's it, no lasting and, city one and of those what, guys maybe they'll have me totally and then what we have to do is have a debate not a discussion but a debate, <laughs> yeah, a debate. now well well you no, promised that you I, heckle me so let me lay it out let me lay so you guys can heckle away so right. so here here we are we have a high theology of the gathered church we believe that we are to uh, the regulator principle we believe in the means of grace we believe in the we have a high view of the the gathered church. So you need your elders present, you need a representative number of the congregation present so that you can baptize, do the Lord's Supper and church discipline. So when is, when is, a, when is a group of believers the church? It's when you have enough of the people and the leadership present that you can do church discipline, baptism and the Lord's Supper. And so we've been unable to be the gathered church. Um, so we've had, you know, things like Zoom. We've had all these other things which have been helpful. But now with the extended and around the block again and, uh, you know, just unevenness and not fair handedness with the church in the way in which certain rules are handed out, which I think have, has happened this time around. Um, I'm now looking at the situation in the same way that Paul looked at slavery in the first century. If you can get your freedom, get it. So here, can we get our freedom? Can we ask the government with lawyers to say, hey, uh, your constitution and your Bill of Rights says this. We think you violated that. We want to make a legal case to that end. Could we please have our liberties back? And so in the name of if you can gain your freedom, gain it, as Paul says to the slaves in 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 7. That's the sort of mentality. That's where I'm at. Sure. Yeah. Look, I, I, I my, trying to see it from the other side, trying to see it from the point of view of let's assume that there isn't some sort of evil agenda to take away religious freedom in, in New Zealand. And I'm not taking that for granted. I'm just saying, <laughs> let's just work on that assumption and assume the best. Yeah. Then what you've got from the other side is that, listen, I don't want to take away your religious liberties. I'm just asking you to shut down for four weeks. In the grand scheme of things, it's not really going to matter. You're going to look back 15 years from now and think, man, those four weeks you know, were horrible, maybe, but let's you know, it hasn't been great. We've had 15 more years of just normal, normal church services. So like it's a, it's a defined period of time where it started to get a bit antsy for us was when we were told a certain date and then it just kept rolling. And that's when we started to sign the petition because we're like, listen, when you say, you know, two months of lockdown and we're like, that's tough, but okay. In the grand scheme of things, Two months, eight weeks, we'll do this. It's for the greater common good. We understand it's not ideal for anybody, but if this is going to really help the NHS and, and the, the public health service and nurses aren't going to have to make on-the-spot decisions about who gets to live or die, I get it, right? We'll just, for the, for the sake of everything, it won't be, I agree with you, everything you've said about church, by the way, I, I think that's right. But I do think that, um, you know, in these sorts of special uh, or unusual circumstances, it's not like it doesn't count or that there's no benefit to Christians if they're doing it online. It's not ideal. It's not the same. It's a poor substitute, but it's not like God doesn't make allowances for that. Amen. You know, no, no arguments. Um, 
Yeah. So, I guess, yeah, I guess exactly. what's, I guess what's featured into the feeling in New Zealand is okay. So a Delta variant has broken out. Yeah. Um, okay. And how effective is the, how effective is the vaccine from stop, from stopping you from getting COVID? The vaccine doesn't stop you from getting COVID. It stops you from dying of COVID. So <laughs> nine times out of 10. Um, yeah. So, so, you know, the population is getting vaccinated, but because another variant came out, lockdown kicked into place because the vaccine doesn't stop the spread. Um, and so the, the question that comes up is, what about the next variant? And then what about the next variant? And then what about mm -hmm. the next variant? And so in order to stop a domino effect, in order to stop a precedent, in order to encourage the government to recognize that we are obligated to worship the Lord as the gathered people and they can't play fast and loose with the church, Shouldn't we pursue our legal opportunities? Now, let me make a distinction here, because if if I lived in the first century and Rome was my government, I wouldn't have the opportunity unless I was a Roman citizen. If I lived in China at the moment, I wouldn't have this opportunity. But because I live in New Zealand, I there is a possibility. And so shouldn't I if, if I if I can gain my freedom, shouldn't I pursue it? So. Yeah. So, I mean, I think um, a few a few themes for me. You know, I mean, I think it does, it sounds like it does come down to an individual sense of how bad it's been, you know, or, or how bad it currently is and that sort yep. of thing. So, so and granted, you, my threshold is personal and low. Right. So, <laughs> you know, and on the other end of the spectrum, you could have someone who's like, I mean, dude, I'm always down for a vaccination. Always. I mean, in fact, if you're not I'm having yours, I'll have yours. Way. I've been vaccinated. I'm halfway through my vaccination process. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm a human pin, a pin cushion. I love the things. I collect them. I started collecting them when I went to India for the first time. I just haven't stopped. Yeah. So if there's a new one, I want it. Like I didn't get I, the rabies one, but there you go. I got the rabies one. Dude. It was like my bet. That's my, that's my prize. That's my prize. You know, maybe, <laughs> maybe the Japanese elephantitis was the only one that took that one out. But anyway, um, <laughs> The uh, I got that one too, I think. Did I got, you? I, yeah, because yeah, it was an expensive, to... expensive guy, but who knows? Yeah. Chances like three, one in three million billion, anyway. So, um, there's the whole th there's that, and then like you know, I don't know, lockdowns. I mean, dude, I just I didn't the words being stretched don't even cross my mind. I'm like thinking, like, maybe if I had to go through what Andre went through, I think that would tax me, but even then, I'd be like, okay, well. Um, you know, whatever. So I'm just thinking we've got it so good. So I suppose my whole thing is like in the realm of deep, profound thankfulness, you know, at the moment. Um, so, so, you know, there's no, there's no knee jerk, there's no instinct, there's no anything to kind of want to do any of that. But let's say your, you know, threshold is on the other end, and you've got a different circumstance. And it's very understandable that that could be the case for any number of reasons. Um, then we just have to roll with those things that are just set principles that we all agree on. Um, number one, um, and, and you mentioned this already, and I think this is something even like the most hard out, you know, um, two kingdom guys would gladly um, uh, admit or concede to or even promote. And that's, you know, the, the democratic nature of us, you know, pluralistic society today. This is this is good. This is different to Rome. This is um, this is like the best of a bad situation in governments uh, historically. But it's it's um, it's you know, it's a real privilege and we should absolutely make use of it. And, to you know, you can't just say that you're back in Daniel's day, um, you know, and you're a monarch and superpower, you know, and you can't just say that you're back in Rome's. Maybe Rome had a bit more comparison comparison in in the sense of um, a citizen being able to have some recourse. <clears throat> but, yeah, we are we are just in a very real different space and democracy is real. and We should absolutely use that. So that's the one thing. The other thing is. 
just those plain staple issues where, you know, church is organization, church is organism. Um, again, you know, even the Kuiperians would, I mean, they came up with that, you know, so Kuiper came up with that. So it's, it's not even that that's a two kingdom thing. That's just basically allowing the church not to get derailed with this stuff, which is our democratic right as individuals, as citizens in the world. But I think the big thing we want to protect in all of this, and this is, I suppose, my dual and end all, to be honest, uh, you know, when it, when it comes to how I would go about it. Um, so let me throw this out there and you guys can see what you think. Um, that despite the the different, because there are just going to be differing approaches to this, and we've just conceded as much now. It's it's uh, unreasonable to think that won't be the case in your own congregation or in your own church, no matter how solid you are and no matter how uh, together you are doctrinally. Um, people are just going to be different about that. So it becomes like a political issue, you know, and um, and it becomes an individual issue of conscience to some degree. I mean thinking of things as they are currently. Obviously, when, when we cross a line, things change and so forth. Um, so that means your role then, you know, in church is to create an embassy of heaven, as we always talk about, a place where you will find, you know, refuge from all of that, a place where you will, the world will look at that, that you experience at church and go, what the heck, I don't understand it. How do differing people, those who have been vaccinated and those who have not, how do they just dwell in such unbelievable unity and and the, the, the point is they can't understand it because, you know, only those who are going to taste heaven understand it, you know, and, and that's the whole thing I think I would really want to preserve as much as possible. So I think there are ways to do what you're talking about um, and preserve that, you know, it's just you have to be mm -hmm. careful. I, I take um, Van Drunen's caution very seriously as well, where he says, you know, you, just as a pastor, you do have less liberty than others do on this issue. Because, can, yeah. Can I talk into that? Because, for, I mean, that's... So let me let me let me be the guy who defends restrictions and lockdowns and submitting to the government now because yeah you know because uh, uh, we're all getting a little bit worried so yeah I mean the, I think yeah. in, in probably all of our churches we'd have some people who are are listening to those stories where people are viol you know civil disobedience su submissively being unsubmissive and they're choosing to continue to worship hmm. and they're looking at that as a, a real option for ourselves. And so here I am, I'm the pastor who's trying to lead a congregation. I've already told them in the first instance that, you know, we should submit to the government and we can do it in good conscience um, because there was, there are some good reasons in play. Yeah. And so they want to push, 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 push. And I, so one of the conversations I have with folk like this is I put them in my shoes. I, I've done this with my children and I do it with my members, but put yourself in my shoes. You're the boss. All right. And in your congregation, you've got people who believe that it is wrong, like yourselves, to uh, obey the restrictions because you've got to honor God. And then you've got other people who believe it's right to submit to the government. Now, as a pastor, do I have the right to come to my congregation and command them all to do one thing when they're not ready to do it yet? I can't do that, like you say. And so when it, when it comes to, uh, you know, my, my role as an elder, I've got to lead not rule in that sense yeah I mean, we're talking about things that rule. are not obviously clearly stated so you know no one's no one's bowing down to caesar and yeah. and i got no problem telling people not to bow down to caesar when that moment comes yep and you know so forth so when, when it's there you know the sermon i'm preaching is okay choose your favorite book because you're going to jail let's get ready you know but <laughs> but i'm taking my septuagint that's all i'm yeah. saying and um and you know that's the sermon 
um, and I'm ready to preach that sermon and ready to to inform. But but the difference there is, it's something that you can tell people to do because your authority is not based on their particular reading of something or or conscience yeah. uh, involved. I completely agree with you. Yeah. My example is less clear. Okay. My example is the guy who just thinks we should be not observing government lockdowns and we should just be worshiping uh, versus those who think we should be cooperating with lockdown because it's the loving thing to do and it's a good witness. So you got these two views in your congregation. And so yes. as a pastor, I can't just, my personal feeling, Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I'm the yeah. guy with the low threshold. As a, pastor, I lean can, one way. as a pastor, you can say, listen, we're not all going to agree but let's everybody yes. sort of calm down and let's try and work exactly. through this together. So let's keep talking about it um, and, and praying about it and, and thinking it through and examining the scriptures together. And let's Amen. try and act unitedly on this, you know, um, whether that is in a kind of, we're just going to agree to disagree and be happy with it. You know, some people wearing masks, some people not wearing masks. Um, but I, I do think though, it, it also depends on the issue. So when it comes to, not gathering for church. Well, ultimately, you're, the elders of the church are going to have to make a call on whether your church gathers or, or not. Yep. And so you can't really gather <laughs> not in submission to, to your elders. So, so I think at a practical level... So what if, if your, your elders, elders call you to gather not in submission to your government? And yes, some people if your think elders, that if your elders do so. that, yeah, yeah. yeah. If your so elders, that's, that's, you know. that's the issue. So, uh, I mean, in, in, in the last lockdown, we've, we, you know, there, there are always situations in the church where you might have people who are lonely, people that have just been diagnosed with cancer, people that, mm. you know, th that are going through difficult times. <clears throat> and folk in the congregation are feeling the pressure of not being able to be the church and gather around people like that. And so they want to, they want to disobey the government. <laughs> Um, in order to be the church. Um, and so, because we were, we were put right back at the highest um, levels of lockdown, alert level four, and then alert level three, <clears throat> where we weren't even allowed to leave our homes, um, basically, um, or visit anyone. And so in, in, those, in those instances, you know, there's, there was a lot of ill feeling towards the government and, and a strong call for us to be the church uh, because we were missing out on so much. So one of the things yeah. that, that has crossed my mind a few times, you know, even as you say that, you know, that was like what a week or two, what is that? Was it about a week that we had to stay at home or, or two weeks? Well, Auckland's longer. Cause yeah. They, all right. They, so Auckland's had the longest spiel and they, yeah. they, they were like a month now or so, you know, but what, what I, what it had crossed my mind, it sort of gets to the root of the issue in the minds of many, I think in, in that, it, you know, if it was the black plague, you know, uh, that was going around. I mean, just imagine, it would have been pretty terrifying to see that, you know, take hold of someone. I think everyone would be all too happy to stay at home, right? Like there would be, there'd be no quibble. Uh, everyone would be like, pure, unless you're a Puritan pastor. Though. Yeah. I didn't even know. I didn't even know that we got Puritans <laughs> around these days. Um, I think, I think basically everyone's just going to be like, no, thanks. I'll stay at home. Yeah. It's same things. Maybe if, if you come along with some sort of like vaccine or cure and going, listen, we've got it, you know, here it is. You won't die of this terrible thing that will rip you apart in a matter of hours. Um, and anyone that needs to read about that, go read about it. Cause it was, it was terrifying. It's hard to believe that that actually happened. But um, anyway, so, so the issue then, I think is that we're not, you know, you don't see the black plague. <laughs> this is the, yeah. so, so you look around and you sort of hear the numbers and you feel the distrust. And, and, and so now it's like the naked 
we have to trust the authority issue rather than that I'm getting this empirical evidence of, of, of what I'm being fed uh, before me at all times, happy to comply. And I think that's probably bringing out the unique bit of tension. Yeah, like, am I being abused? Is there some sort of a uh, manipulation? Do masks work? Work? Will the vaccine, you know. Yeah, I can't trust anyone. Yeah. And it's feeding into an already anti-authoritarian uh, yeah. sort of and, 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 you know, I've had to work through a lot of those things with, with folk in the congregation. And uh, we're, we've been able to meet a few times already because we're, we've, we got to a level two a lot sooner. And one of the things I just, I just really felt at this time so much more than the first time, just really sensing that people were very unhappy with this lockdown. If people have fallen out of love with Jacinda, um, <laughs> you know, there's there's a lot less tolerance. There's actually a, a, even outside of Christianity, even just in the in the community at large. If we decided to do civil disobedience, I think there'd be a lot more sympathy for it now, um, right. <laughs> as opposed yeah. to in the first lockdown, mm -hmm. where mm -hmm. wow, no one no one could even conceive that it wasn't the loving thing to do. Yeah. So so See, so I, that I, that whole yeah, thing's fallen I, away. I, I, I think it does make sense if you frame it in in the issue of of you know look we we are c commanded to meet together as a church we can't do that because of the thing then there's a genuine realm you know for conscience and for and for making use of the legal things available to us to fight it i, I mean again i think you know if you have a a restricted period of time i wouldn't bother because um you know it's, it's like at the point now where uh, you know it's very unlikely in the uk we're going to go back into another lockdown Whatever matters, whatever happens, there could be there could be restrictions again, but it's never going to be a don't go to church again. We assume, you know, that's that's we're taking on good faith that that's going well, to be. Well, our case. government has said we'll never go to alert level four again, right? But we might go to right. alert level three, which is church is only allowed ten people, or the right. last alert level we had, three we had was the same as alert level four. We couldn't go to church anyway. So I think another important distinction, though, you mentioned like you know we. We're commanded to meet. We can't meet during restrictions. I don't. I. I suppose that doesn't hit me quite as it should because. I mean, it's definitely true that we're commanded to meet. There's no doubt about that, and it's definitely true that what we do when we meet uh, under these constraints, whatever they look like in the varying degrees of lockdown, um, is not ideal. But but you know, put the one. Um, uh, in front of the other and you end up with a, a different conclusion there it's it's not that we're we're being forbidden from meeting it's it's just that we can't meet in the way that we want to ideally you know that that's the difference so it's kind of like um that that's okay actually you know it's okay not to meet in the way that you absolutely perfectly would like to meet all the time ever in light of any sort of situation really there, there is kind of a a strike especially when when one of the messages that one can send out to an unbelieving world is that you know we're the church is more robust than this we're not some mosque that that you know stands or falls on the basis of of, of minutia uh we're not we're not based on some you know sort of organization that's gonna that can't withstand this level of malleability uh, rather what you're seeing at that point is a very as an exemplary robust organic um malleable um thing or living organism that almost is unfazed by these sorts of things um uh you know and is happy to to work with the paradigm that be for the sake of others uh you know that mm -hmm. that i think is a true reflection of the church at large so you know i until that changes i i don't feel i don't feel the way yeah any I'm, of this. I'm, i guess i'm feeling something different first time around agreed you know 
Um, but then some inconsistencies creep in. The church gets, you know, the in, in the recent lockdowns, you know, churches, you were allowed to do an indoor sports event for 100, but churches were limited to 50. Yeah, yeah. Because but, there was a church event, but watching, which wasn't a church event. It was a Saturday conference where six churches came together. Um, it wasn't just people regularly meeting on the Lord's Day. So just because the name church was on it, they, they decided that they were going to play it extra safe on our behalf at our expense. And then so, so our lockdown was changed because churches had been in the mix, but indoor sports events were not limited to the same numbers. So there's just these little things that are going on. And I'm not, emphasis I'm not wanting on to the accuse little. them. Emphasis yep. on the little. Yeah. So it's, the whole thing is like you but, have a... But it's too much. Well, well, that's that's what I'm beginning to feel. So, it's, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, that, it's almost like it boils down to some like poor bureau, bureaucracy, you know, some 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 faltry. I mean, you know, so, the, the, you know, like, okay, so they made some bad calls and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, they, they didn't really know the ends. Of the I mean, at the end of the day, though, the, the reverse of that point is that what the only time you're happy is when the government never makes mistakes and does it perfectly, you know, which it just, it seems like a little bit of a, wait a minute, that's not what the, what the, the yeah. common grace thing is about a management of a lack of ideal. You know, it's, it's the, it's the management of sin in an imperfect yeah. way. I'm happy for governments to be imperfect, but what's probably not what I'm beginning to feel a lot more strongly is the necessity of the gathered church to meet when, <clears throat> our particular government has chosen a no, a no tolerance policy where other governments have not. This is not a, this is not a necessity. This is a, a dumb view that we're being forced to submit to. Uh, and we're, the thing we're that, having to sacrifice so, is isn't that, that kind is of that the point which, though so so basically the opposite of that is that if it's you only submit to it when it's not done in your opinion you know which is well, not it, really submission it, it does unfortunately come down to that yeah, yeah. It, but they, that, they will, I mean, everyone's but that got is, a line. i think everyone's that's got a symptomatic line. i think of of what everybody thinks about submission anyway in any mm -hmm. sphere of life mm -hmm. so uh, you know uh, wives submit to your husbands when you don't think that Except. they're stupid you know um so the you can it's you're free to submit uh, to not submit obviously if what they're saying is stupid in your opinion like that's so, that's so like this a is the least uh controversial part of what i wanted to say all right well on that point though <laughs> as well i think here's where we do need a little bit more of rome and babylon you know and and all those paradigms that we have in the bible because I mean, my goodness, I mean, years where I would need a lot of convincing, let's put it this way, I would need someone to show me, I mean, I, I agree with you 100% that, you know, where freedom is there, take it. I think that's an established principle, it works all yep. the way through in all sorts and that's, of situations. That's, that was my main point. Yeah, and yep. I, look, 100% agreed on that. But in terms of um, the, the other side of that, I suppose, um, where your freedom's not there, you know, or when it's when it's um, when there is a real difficult submission to, 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 to have to submit to or to yield to. Um, even you are convinced it's not the right way. It's, it's, you know, it's everything that you hate about submission enrolled in one package, and yet it's not forcing you to sin and it's not uh, moving in that direction. You, then, then I think we need to bring some of that Rome element again, because you just don't even see a sniff of a trace uh, of Paul saying, or Daniel saying uh, that, you know, if you don't like it, or if you think it's kind of dumb, then you should really do something Masks about it. are against your rights. Right. Yeah. And that's where I give real, I'm like, I don't know. I think actually yeah. that's, we need to go back to the Bible. I'm, I'm with you guys on, on all that stuff. And I've, <laughs> I've had to defend that against other people. Yes. And so. and the difficulty <clears throat> is that all these issues get rolled into one, don't yep. they? So they you, you're not do. just talking about gathering on church uh, for church. You're not just talking about the nature of church. You're, you're talking about, 
your own individual freedoms to say yes or no to vaccines, yes or no to masks. You know, there's a case for making those other kinds of arguments in other spheres, so individual Christians involved in politics or involved in policymaking or involved in, in medical ethics and, and that kind of thing. I'm happy mm. for that discussion to be going on. That's in a democratic society, we have our say and so on. Um, but but yeah, I, as Christians, I think when we're arguing- The church as shouldn't Christians be championing- vaccine anti-vaccine passports yeah and and, you know you know one of the other things just on that point before we lose it um you mentioned earlier the google research everyone's a kind of uh, the amateurism Mm. um yeah um i think that is an absolutely important point because no the church shouldn't be championing it but neither should the you know the person on facebook or um you know i think it is true everyone speaks like this they they're like well what about wilberforce what about i'm like well let wilberforce handle it today you know Mm. which is not you I guarantee Most people shouldn't be heard. I, stand no. by that. <laughs> I mean, like, bring me the Wilberforce. I'm happy to put that guy on a platform of some yeah. sort. But my goodness, Wilberforce was a specimen, you know, just so that yeah, we're you, on that. You have a right to your opinion, but we don't yeah. all need to hear it. Like, no. that's, uh, that's whereas Wilberforce, thing. I mean, look, he was well-placed providentially. He knew what, what he was called to do. He had studied for it. He was yeah. ready for it. He wasn't going to make an absolute embarrassment of himself and Christianity. He got some advice process. from John Newton on it. Uh, yeah. Totally. So, you know, I mean, at that level, amen. You know, there's a paradigm to work with. I love the whole Wilberforce mm-hmm. deal. Yeah. But not everyone is a Wilberforce. And and I think this is the, you know, because this is where search... they, Surely this is where the two kingdom thing really comes into play, though. Well, because that's why what I wanted to saying, bring it up, yeah. Where where are the Wilberforces of today? You know, well, I feel like we, we need... have one in New Zealand. I feel like we okay. have have a guy. You know that um, I would I would commonly. I mean, okay, let me just qualify what I'm about to say. Wilberforce I, it was kind of singular in many ways, but yeah, yeah. but um, what I mean by that is someone who is uh, who is consciously. St- you know, given himself to the task, he's in the political arena. That is his vocation. He is studied for the for the task. He is ready for the debate. He is going to make a difference where it actually matters. You know, he's there in the uh, amongst the, the the parliamentarians and and having the debates where it matters. Um, and and those those guys who are Christians, I mean, that is their sphere of influence. They need to, I mean, to not shrink back from that is important. Yeah. But, you know, like, it's just a very different thing. I mean, it, it poses very practical questions to us now if we would make a difference. How? How, how do you plan on yeah. making a difference? Are we talking PTA? Are we talking uh, Facebook? <laughs> no, like, no. What exactly Mike, are you talking Obviously, about? what you do is you change your Facebook picture profile. Yeah. To, the to thing. you know, yeah. praying for... Yeah, you and know, that's praying for. I'm not on Facebook. Sorry, guys. Well, but, uh, well how, how on earth can you be a citizen of this world and not be on Facebook? Exactly. Well, yeah. you know, I'm kind of thankful for that, to be honest, Andrea. I mean, I didn't nick on Facebook. <laughs> Dangerous, man. I feel Dangerous. like this is a small mercy that no one really appreciates. <laughs> <laughs> now, no, but, um, but just coming back to the vaccine passports. Yeah. Oh. So oh, I sorry, just, just, to just to do... Sorry. Right. Carry on. You carry on. I just said that actually the, the whole two kingdom thing is that we do need people like that. So whether you've got one in New Zealand, or, you know, but, but the whole thing of entering is you don't, you don't do it by mouthing off on Facebook or social media or ranting, hmm. you know, uh, just on the street corner work. or whatever. It's hard work being a Wilberforce. Yeah. You got to, yeah. you got to apply yourself. It's, it's a calling, it's a vocation in the world. And some Christians will be called to that. And so, you know, if you're a Christian, you feel strongly about this stuff, well, consider entering, entering as yeah. a politician, not as a politician of a Christian party, but as a politician in a party. That's right. Go to, to school, go sense. to school and read big books about 
things that you don't want to read about for four years and then you then you maybe can talk to something like i remember talking to a friend of mine i was talking except okay i remember i remember uh saying saying something to to a buddy of mine jethro if you're listening bless you man uh who's a doctor me too me too every day but um we were one of the things you know he would he would constantly uh medical body me on things you know because and, and like because i'd be like delving into medical studies whatever he'd be like why are you talking about that to me you're not a doctor you don't know how to interpret those things and he wasn't trying to be like snobbish he was just going you don't have the the capacity right. to understand what you're reading in your lane. <laughs> it's like you're being you're being i don't i want to talk to you mike but i can't take you seriously right now so you have to just and i think just that that whole like that someone whole who's bought a vines dictionary and they're trying to teach greek right totally i mean you know we all feel it right and that's what you were talking about earlier the amateurism thing you know just because someone can google a a study and, and read something it doesn't it's not what, what what is involved so i think a little bit of that that you uh, uh, on the one hand humility but on the other hand just just a healthy lack of confidence in your own abilities integrity yeah. integrity maybe is the, is the best way to put it yeah would go a long way you know because i think what i'm seeing a lot of which makes me want to push in exactly the opposite direction you you're pushing there nick is 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 i'm seeing people listen to podcasts i'm seeing people read articles and i'm going and they're basing big statements <laughs> statements on, on on things that are yep. completely unsubstantiated and even if they are substantiated the way they've relied on them is unsubstantiated so it's yeah. just it's a it's a lose-lose no matter how you look at it so pastorally that's where i feel obligated to just sort of you know chop yeah. down some tall puppies well, you know? well let me let me jump in there I'll, I'll leave my other train of thought but something that i've been trying to encourage people in is integrity i mean it's we're willing to believe the worst about people we don't like, namely our government. We're willing mm. to believe the worst about big pharma. Mm. So let's talk about big pharma and common grace. So big pharma, you know, big pharmaceutical companies. You know, the reason we have the antibiotics that we have is because these huge corporations have the resources to do millions of dollars in research so that we can have various types of medicine without, mm. without those big uh, companies with their big money, we wouldn't mm. have uh -huh. uh, the availability of the medicines that we have. Yes, and so people are just ready to write off big farmers in yep. for the economics. Uh -huh. um, and and of course, there will be a, a legitimate economic yield that they're looking for. Of course, uh, yeah, you know, just just to keep themselves afloat and levels of corruption. You know, yeah, um, without. And uh, this is where I, I challenge any Calvinists. Now, uh, this is what I say to them: I said, you've got to remember, we believe in total depravity, not utter depravity. Yes. Yeah, yes. our government is is not Hitler. Our government is not the devil. Our government is not a bunch of people who are trying to do their utmost worst. Who get together as a bunch of Freemasons and there's a conspiracy theory. And all the governments of the world, including China, actually sit in on a secret council and they've got a joint effort that they're doing to try and take over the world. Yeah, um, that's not going on. There is a mm -hmm. devil behind who who may be pulling the strings. But what mm -hmm. we have is a government that is trying to obey the second commandment, love your neighbor, mm. without the guide and restraint of the first commandment, love God yes. with all your hearts, all mind, yeah. strength. Yeah. Brilliant. So they're doing bad in the name of good. And that's yep. where communism comes from. And that's what um, common grace is. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, that's that's awesome. the realm we live in. Amen. Yeah. Agreed. And yeah. so, you know, we want to recognize that and not not stir up the anger and stir up the, the zeal for the cause in the name of just happily reading motives that we don't even know are there or not. Yeah. And so and I, I do feel that that's slightly, slightly the thing that's coming out of the Durban white circle 
they didn't state as much explicitly. They were a little more balanced. So yeah. Well, no, they, I agree that they didn't state as much explicitly, but the tone of it is, and even in their was it in their article uh, where it talks about at the end, everyone has the right to research and and make mm. their own decisions and mm. that kind of thing. So they're openly advocating the kind of amateurism thing like suddenly <laughs> yeah no you you become the expert in in mm. in, in the yeah well that's the, the, the democratization of knowledge i mean it's it's you want it you want democratic freedoms that's one of them you just got to yeah take, well take the I, i'm just good. i'm just saying i think that's the the tone of it coming out of those circles is yeah. is although i don't think they're stating it outright i think that's the tone of yeah. it and so, so maybe the, let's let's talk about the apologia stuff so i mean just let's let's start by saying something nice so that we can say bad things and people think we're still nice people um, feedback sandwich <laughs> integrity Nick. Stick, integrity brother Stick well I, I, I told everyone what my plan is so it's integrity all right uh, it's integrated <laughs> <laughs> so i mean these guys are wanting to be faithful pastors they're uh, living in a, a political environment that's american and so the american constitution stands at the base of all of their legal action they believe they live in a christian nation and a christian worldview where they can uh, appeal to its christian history and these guys are theonomists, and so they they do make every civil matter a religious matter. And I think you probably saw in reading their statement how they blended those things together. Mm. Um, and uh, one of the things they're doing in their articles, they're basically writing an exemption form that they're signing as the elders of the church on behalf of one of the members of their church, stating the right that Christ is the Lord over every area and that every Christian um is called to live according to their conscience so from that point of view there's nothing that we would disagree with uh but then it's 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 that merge of of, of civil and religious issues and um i think what i would want to say to anyone who reads that and who likes that i think there there is a certain group and we probably know the group that would like it already a group that goes with all the the same old stuff um thing that i've been wanting to push back and say to them is you know I've heard a lot of speaking about the heavy handedness of the government that we need to put in check. And I've even used that language myself on this podcast. Uh, but, but I'm very, very aware of some people saying, I'm not going to get the vaccine simply because I want to hold back my government. And then I'm going to make it a religious issue <laughs> so that I can strong on my government back. Yeah. Not because I'm making this decision quorum Deo, but before the face of God saying, God, is, is this a common grace gift? Is there a true conspiracy behind this? Is there any good in this? Do I believe the research or not? Um, am, I, am I being dictated by faith or by fear? Um, so those are not the considerations that are going on. The consideration is a knee-jerk response to heavy-handedness by the yes. government. Yes. And so it becomes a seditious act in the name of religion. Mm. And so I'm just going to ask people to search their hearts to ensure that that's not their motivation. Mm. I want to protect the right that each one of us has the opportunity to to, to live quorum Deo before the face of God, mm. but, but, but to stop mixing uh, religious liberties with, you know, civil disobedience. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have such a, a opportunity for, for witness as well. And, you know, I mean, that is always the burden of the new Testament, which I think is just so ignored in all the rhetoric, you know, you, you have, if you're a slave, be a good slave so that you can be a good witness for the gospel so that everyone can marvel at how on earth that could be true. If you're a slave master, then make your slave like your brother and subvert the whole 
thing from beginning to end and have everyone marvel as to how on earth that could be true you know um if you're being killed and you're yet you're opening your arms in love to those who are killing you let everyone marvel how that can be true you know uh, this is the whenever there's a injustice the answer is not to make it just you know that's heaven that's the whole fundamental difference the answer is to is to yes. ask how we can in that mold um show forth this otherworldly reality you know which is uh, not to not to undermine all those other principles we've been discussing tonight but that is certainly a central religious principle that we hold to yeah. And um, it's not just about meeting, you know, it's not just about meeting together on Sunday. It's about meeting together to be the church, to worship and to be a witness to the world. There's a whole big thing that we're doing there. Uh, we're doing, we're meeting not out of angst for our government. <laughs> you know, you're not, yeah, you're not doing Jesus any favors by, or you're not doing him favors anyway, but you know what I mean? You're not, you're not sort of helping. We don't want to have church as a political statement. Right. Yeah, you are like coming to church, you know? And, and, and so one of the things that does tick me off a little bit is when I see that all of a sudden people that just weren't going to church at all, now all of a sudden, they're going to church and they want to go to church and they're the, they're the ones up in arms about things. And I'm like, you know what? At the end of the day, we go to church and we've got to check our hearts. That is automatically, you know, involved. You, you don't just get away with going to church. If anything, that's blanket con condemnation. If you look at Old Testament and uh, the way the way God hates all our shows. So at the, at the end of the day, that's got to factor in more than it has been. So I'd say that. You know that, that that focal point of witness the other thing is theology of common grace we mentioned that implicitly tonight yeah. like do you believe it or don't you there are some crazy groups of christians out there that don't believe in common grace the hyper covenantalists the hyper calvinists and whoever else you want to add to that crew do you do you they have a reason for not believing in common grace and and they have a whole sequence of implications for that that i guarantee you most people would not be willing to you know embrace including things like post-millennialism and being up in arms with the sword um so figure out what the bible says you know just just actually take a look at what you think the bible says interpret the bible and then live consistently coming back to your point of integrity there live consistently in an integrated manner in all of your Christian life and approach this situation like you would another situation, which is to start on what you believe the Bible says. So fine. If you're going to tell me you don't believe the Bible talks about common grace for an iota, uh, okay, go right ahead. You've got your crew. You've even got a denomination waiting to receive you. But if you do, if you do believe in common grace, that must have some implications. So there's that, the theology, the ironing out. And then I think the third prong here is just a little dose of humility in terms of the amateurism thing. And just, you know, again, like I think one of the things we I will often talk about, and I think, you know, I remember going through this myself. You know, I remember the anti-intellectualism, you know. It reminds me so much, this anti-specialist mentality is like so much like an anti-intellectual mentality in that we don't want anyone to tell us how to read our Bibles or what what um you know what translation or whatever and the whole time we're holding english tra translations up you know uh, uh, that are based on textual critic renditions of <laughs> years of scholarly treatments on, on various manuscripts yeah. I mean, yeah. it's just the most hypocritical and you know uh just just nonsensical way to approach the thing you you have to live consistently you know it's like the it's like the hippie that's going hey listen I am, um, 
you know, I'm, I'm living on the, on the land and then going to shop at Walmart just to get his essentials, you know, uh, it's like, you got to make a decision on this thing to live like that. It's like, you know, it's a hypocrite. Specialism is a thing, you know, you have mm. to trust that the pilot when you fly with the in the plane, you know, it's just there is a matter of faith. And, but if you read a Google, no, article, I think you we should have a vote on how the plane ought to be flown. Yeah. <laughs> we, we all just have a go, you know, or, or yeah. it just doesn't I work. I think we like should that. start a, a social media forum where we could all give our opinion to the pilot on how the plane. Now you get you have the choice to not get in the plane, right? You do have yeah. that choice. Yeah. But then, you know, can, make can, sure I, it's can, I, can I derail you there, Mike? I wanted to come back to something that Andre said earlier. And yes, yeah. um, uh, Andre, you made the comment about. Uh, you know, there's not uh, there's nothing theologically wrong with wearing a mask in church. Hmm. So, I mean, I think that's worth talking about. Uh, someone made the comment to me that isn't isn't the government requiring a mask for worship, them commanding something uh, with regards to worship, um, and therefore violating the regulatory principle. So, I think I don't know. I, think, I don't know if you've come across that, but that's an argument that I've come across. It wouldn't be my my take on the regulative principle at all. So, the substance because uh, the elements. The regulative principle involves the elements of worship, not the circumstances. Yeah, and that's a very clear thing. Yeah. So if your if your government required that you have a fire escape in your building, if your government yeah. required that you have a disabled toilet in your building, if your yeah. government required that for the sake of health that you have hand sanitizers or a certain number of toilets or that you wear a face mask. We wouldn't see this as hindering any of the means of grace. No, but office. there is, I mean, but seriously, if, if, if your government is saying, please, guys, we, it, rightly or wrongly, with or without evidence, stupidly or not, saying, please wear a mask. It's all we can think to do to help at the moment. We just really appreciate if everyone wore a mask when they're in public places for the next so yeah. however so long it's like they're not they're not digging know, into your regulative principle bro yeah they're, you know? and they're not having a go at your rights as an individual i mean i mean we surely we have the common sense to know that in certain circumstances we all need to pull together and make sacrifices like i mean you know it's not like forever and ever and ever and ever you have to wear this mask now or you're going to be shot dead you know it's just not like that that's what you say now like, well well even yeah, if it well. was <laughs> even if it was it's not going to be true the of heaven we will not have to wear masks in heaven. We, can we don't say that push confidently. back at our government now. They're going to take advantage of the situation. My goodness, like we're talking to John Owen. I mean, my, have you got like, have you got guns in the basement already? Is that what's happening? Dude, impossible. Impossible. Incorrigible. Like, like if the government does want to go down that line, I had to break it to someone, but ain't nobody going to stop it. Yeah, that's They're true. going to stop it. <laughs> when the UN gets involved because exactly. they've killed so many people trying to get you to wear masks, which by the way, is a ridiculous scenario. <laughs> like the New Zealand government just rolling out the tanks to get people to wear masks. Like it's just not going to happen. So first we need to get tanks. That's the first, <laughs> the first thing we need will be a tank. Well, I think New Zealand has probably learned its lesson. So when, when we went into the last lockdown, they did not require, they did not mandate masks for church. They did not say we could not sing. In fact, they even allowed us to have necessary religious ceremonies like baptism and the Lord's Supper. So I'm wondering if they've taken a page. They've learned a few lessons from what happened in the UK and America. And, I, I, yeah, and well, you know, some of the difficulties for sure. I mean, because, you know, to be honest, I don't mean, I really don't want to come across the guy that's like a, just a complete push over you. But like I read through these these rules, these lockdown rules, and I'm just going how eminently reasonable of them. Yeah, I'm so. <laughs> that's my instinct. I'm like, what's wrong with me? Everyone's complaining. I'm like, I find myself like really vexed about it because I'm like, wow. Look how free we are. How's this for unreasonable, Mike? There's not one case on the South Island. 
and yet we all have to wear masks. Yeah, but I mean, it's like, dude, it's not one case on playing... the South Island. We're yeah, all, but we're you guys have to let me in at some in point. I'm not able to visit my family. You've got to let me in at some point. Some point I'm just like to let foreigners into your It's island. fun to let people in, but it's also fun to play lockdown, lockdown and pretend, pretend <laughs> Corona. We, we just, it's our favorite game. You know, it's like, yeah. what are you talking about? Yeah. We've got like all like, yeah, I all think busy the problem buddies. is, the problem is you can't, you, realistically, you can't have one thing for the North Island, one thing for the South Island, can you? No, I mean, well, we have, and you know what, like you know what, dad, but, but, but I mean, okay, but that's all, that's all like a political so that question. That's like exactly, a, how, exactly. how best to administer your, your country, you know, uh, where you know, that doesn't matter really in terms of what we're talking about as, as those who are thinking about how we are to respond to imperfect government. Yeah. So I just keep coming back to that. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I, I mean, keep it's coming quite back conceivable to in the case of an emergency. Okay. But we're not in that. It's, it's not that yes, emergency but, case anymore. But with the, with the as is the case with the virus, you can you, it's perfectly understandable that you, uh, the government will want to say we don't want to get to the point where we're in an emergency. So if we can lock it down now and stop from, I mean, it's a it's a marvel really. That uh, I mean, I know you've got more sheep than people, and so it's not that difficult. But uh, <laughs> you know, the the reality is that the way a virus works is if you if you miss it somewhere, it's gone and it's going to circulate around the population. You know, before you can say. Doodly, doodly. and then next thing you know you have got hospitals filled with things and so i'm not saying that would happen or that that you know could have happened i haven't seen the stats i don't know what i'm talking about but i'm just saying that if i was in the government you could see yep. that that would be a reasonable and i'm, to I'm sympathetic to that but I'm, I'm also really feeling my responsibility as a pastor to gather the church yeah i I'm, i want the government to do their job have they given you a, an end no, of but we can we can gather <laughs> This is the whole weird thing about this. We're allowed together. We're totally now allowed we together. Are. Well, Open I mean, this. okay, we were in lockdown yeah. for a week. <laughs> you know, just just so we like put this into perspective. Nick just Always. had to stay at home one Sunday. This is what all this what is about. <laughs> no, but I, it's not. It, I mean, is it that big? Like, I understand that there's a there's another principle. It reminds me of when we went to Singapore. Do you want me to tell the story? <laughs> Go ahead, brother. Where we where we didn't. We just come back from yet. India. Nick and I was just in India and, you know, it's like, it's crazy in India, right? And you see a lot of poverty and it's, it's full on, you know, it just reminds you of what life's all about. And then, and then you, uh, you get on the plane and then you go to Singapore and you arrive in you Singapore. Rent a room so you can have a nap while you well, wait for the next flight. Well, yeah, you know, we, we got a nice little hotel just to get a, get a, get a bite <laughs> to eat, get a shower. Cause I mean, it's been a while since we've entered into the modern conveniences, roll. Yeah, exactly. like, uh, like Singapore, those, the Singapore affords and, um, and you know, it's, it's, it's gleaming. It's like a celestial city of sorts, you know, it's just pretty and there's no dirt anywhere. It's just fantastic. So I'm just like enjoying the, the real blessing that that is right. And uh, thankful, thankful that we were able to have that little reprise before heading back. And I'm seeing the Lamborghini and the Ferrari and the Mercedes. So Nick, Nick just grew Rolls Royce. quieter and quieter and quieter <laughs> until eventually he wouldn't even talk to me, you know? And then, and then we just went, <laughs> wanted to have a little, and he was like vexed. He was like some Francis of Assisi, just walking around, like freaking out about to tear his clothes off and run naked like down the street. Paul in, in his ash yeah. on his head. He's just, in all I could hear coming from the mumble of his breath was worldliness worldliness they had these gold medallions in the pavement i mean like i'm fine with that i totally dig gold medallions. <laughs> so so and then, and then we had a little nap so i like had a, this really awesome like comfy bed and i'm like having a nap and nick's on the floor sleeping when i wake oh up my goodness. dude it's real with nick it's real man 
That's all I'm saying. So we're, 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 just so that everyone can know, this is what we're dealing with. We're not dealing with your normal guy who is like a little bit ticked off. If Nick goes rogue, everyone's going to be in trouble. We all have to hold him back on the Two Kingdom paradigm. Every one of us. It's going to be a. Otherwise, we are going to be. You know, he's going to start his own podcast. I'm telling you, no, you won't. You won't actually. One die. Kingdom Sojourn. <laughs> <laughs> the true Church of the One Kingdom. The United sojourn. Kingdom Sojourn. <laughs> but on a, on, a, on another note, you can you can easily see how this issue has the potential to distract churches from actually just cracking Absolutely. on with the ministry of the gospel. Absolutely. Um, you know, everything's it, become I, political. Yeah. Everything it's, is so political and it is, I blame it on America. It's, it is, it's mainly their fault. Like the guys in the UK and, and uh, I'm presuming New Zealand as well. Like ma we're mainly getting ticked off because of all the things the guys in the States are saying about it. I it's mean, very nobody, political, political it's, it's super political. And we like those guys and we, we listen to, you know, some of those head honchos, perhaps a little bit too much. And, and I think that we have to be very, very careful that this doesn't so absorb us at an emotional level, at mm. the level of our energy, at the level mm. of our focus, that actually we become a kind of set the church free from Babylon yeah. um, exactly. mission ministry rather than a, a let's continue to proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God. Man, seriously. And now, I mean, oh my goodness, uh, you know, that's the thing. It's like, that is the fundamental issue that we're dealing with right now. It's like the, the church cannot lose its way on this point because then it just becomes another bickering group in the city of yep. man, you know, stay altar oriented as a community, no matter how bad, you know, the, 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 the pre-flood situation is, is going to look like, um, you know, we have to stay completely uh, focused on, on, on that mission that we have. And, and, you know, it's, it's like, you could go around the bush on this. You could, you could do all sorts of things. You could, I mean, you think about you, you know, it's all those arguments against theocracy at some level, uh, against theonomy, at least at some level, that are just kind of resurfacing and being hit up from different angles. But, you know, fundamentally, the positive point here is that if you, this is why it's worth fighting for, because it's just so easy to just get caught in the landscape, because a lot of, a lot of churches don't have that undergirding to keep them focused on this point yep, i would agreed. say the one thing a two-age eschatology and a two-kingdom uh, uh you know view of, of of this world and common grace has to offer is this very point you know so uh, this is what i'm saying guys is that this is our time to shine light, arise shine for your light has come your light has come <laughs> well there we go got our ratings back on the map again, 2H Sojourner. There we go. One and a half hour mega. I'm pretty sure that uh, this will do its rounds. So there we go. <laughs> Happy to please. Now I have all the answers. <laughs> Never going to talk about well, America's again. America's going to love you, Nick. It's not going to yeah. like Mike and I that much. Yeah. Mm -mm, mm -mm, that's fine. <laughs> but so they thought of the prophets before them. You know, how's that? <laughs> <laughs> so I thought uh, a prophet was not meant to be accepted in his own town. Yeah, well, I think that's happened. Not by like night. the whole I think, world. I think my Nick, Nick totally didn't accept me. My so. hometown. <laughs> it's time to go. It's time to go. It really is time to go. All right. <laughs> Nick's manifesting. <laughs> okay. Tired. Every time you say a word, it, it links to a song. <laughs> Won't be able to stop it now. Don't stop me now. Happen again.